morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to me and my episode 27. To God be the glory. Today I'm going to have a good shout out to Peckins and Rhoda. Happy wedding anniversary! <laughs> so if you don't know Peckins, so if you are looking at me today, it's Peckins. Peckins is the one behind, he's the producer. So <laughs> during the week is there. <laughs> Wedding anniversary, so we are just looking at ourselves now. God bless your your home in Jesus' name. New wine, more love in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for joining us today, this evening. This is another episode, beautiful episode. So if you are joining us for the first time, um, this platform is all about you, and that is why we target me and mine. You need to understand the purpose of God for your life. You need to know what God wants in your home. In these days and age, when marriage is no longer marriage, we used to be. When marriage is no longer marriage that was ordained from the Bible, the kind of marriage that God actually established. When it's no longer popular now, when things are really happening the way they are, when society, they are just trying to redefine what marriage is. And that is why this program is here to help us. When we have so much information on the media so much in, everybody has bible passages and don't 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 just let that sway you away we have the reality we have the bible and that is why we have the this program tag me and mine because we know that when you understand the purpose of god for your life when you know his mind for you you can be rest assured that he will see you through Today, now we have people that every little thing in their home, they want to call it a day. And we have so many preachers out there. Marriage is biblical. We are not talking about my, by divorce now. We are not talking about issue. We are not even the judge. But we are trying to share the grace of God with us this evening. Last month, we, we talked about um, the early stages of marriage. And I'm sure we, we are all blessed. So if you are joining us, just go to our our Facebook page, you will see all those things we've done in the past. And if you have any question, any anything, please feel free to check check on our um, social media handouts. You can easily reach out to us. And today we we are blessed. We are blessed to have in our mix wonderful couple again. Thank you so much, sir. And my in our mix today we have Doctor Charles White and um, Mrs. Oluyemisi White. Thank you so much, ma, for joining us. Today we'll be discussing about marriage, difficulties, success, and resilience. So let me just introduce our guest speaker to us. We have before us tonight Pastor Dr. Charles White and our mommy in the house, area pastor Mrs. Oluyemisi White. They have been married for 25 years, 11 months, and they are blessed with children and grandchildren to the glory of God. They are they are children of God and they have been working in the Lord's Vineyard as ministers of the gospel for about 25 years. So we, we have before us today history, experience. We, don't, we are not just going to hear about theory or this is what the Bible says. They've lived it and they are happy this evening to share their experience with us. And professional-wise, Pastor Charles White is a pediatrician and has been practicing medicine for about 30 years. And Mommy Oluyemisi White studied pharmacy and supply chain. She works as a supply chain professional and she is also a farmer. <laughs> Bless you, ma. Can you unmute yourself? You're welcome. You are muted. We want to hear from you, ma. 
Yes. Thank you so much for joining us, sir. Doctor. Hello, mommy. We are blessed to have you. God bless you, ma. Thank you very much, ma. We Thank are... you so much for having us with you tonight. Thank you. Good evening. Good evening, ma. So we, we have before us so many questions. Like, I, I've got like 13 questions. But before, oh, boy. Before the question, and we have one, one hour to answer the question. So oh, sometimes great. on the platform, some people will send message. So we don't have we don't have power over them. So any question okay. we have on the platform, we will let you know. We'll read them out so that you can respond to to the question. Okay. So today we we have before us marriage, marriage. and we are talking about difficulties <laughs> in it, the success of it, and resilience. And we think twenty five years of marriage, you've gone through all of this. So we want the practical way. We know what the Bible says. And this platform is for Christian, Ma, but you'll be so surprised what we are going through in Christian home, what we are seeing, things we are seeing. But we thank God for your life. We thank you for being a role model. We are not talking about you being perfect, but for you to still hold on 25 years. We see couples after 25 years, they are still divorcing. So we, 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 in this, this new age now, it's not about five years, two years, two months, that, oh, it's teaching period. We see mature couples and they are letting go. You know, and this is why we have this platform to help ourselves. We have so many things on the social media, but we know we have the media because we have the Bible. We are still what the Bible says about marriage. It's not easy. Mm. It's not easy, but with God on our side, we know we can do it. If God can do it for you, 25 years, we know he can do it for us coming behind. Hence, we have you today. And before we start, I've got my own meaning of, uh, of what marriage is all about. But we want to, we want to, we want you to tell us from your experience, 25 years, what do you think marriage is all about? We have so many definitions, everybody can say marriage is this, marriage is that. But daddy and mommy, you will tell us in your own way what you think marriage is. Daddy, you will tell us, mommy, you will tell us. But before that, we want to know how you met. How did this, this business <laughs> ha. Interesting. Two minutes, okay. Two minutes. How? I, how? How? Where is the starting point? We met in the course of work. I, I, she was a pharmacist, um, medical rep for Glasgow Smith Klein. I was a medical officer working with a private hospital, and then um, she came to my facility to detail drugs like they normally would. And then we just got talking. And then I found out that, oh, she's a Christian and I'm a Christian. And we just became friends, what they call platonic friends. And then a few times we've had to, because she had a car, I didn't have a car at that time. So she would take me with her to the camp where we go for the Holy Ghost service and programs. And gradually we kept going. So sometimes she would say, oh, are you going to come this week, this uh, Holy Ghost? I say, yes, I am. So it's okay, let's, let's meet somewhere and then she will pick me and then we'll go. And then, you know, interestingly, I was like a counselor because she will throw some things at me on some relationships she's had, what challenges she's going through and all of that. So, well, one thing led to another, one thing led to another. And here we are today, we hey, became friends. Follow her, <laughs> plan to follow me. Follow her, <laughs> oh yes, 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 and yes. Mommy has been following since 25 years. Ah, mommy, oh, you yes, don't know me. 
You are trying to stay. We are stuck here. Mommy, tell us. Amen. Tell us the story, Amen. man. Tell us how how did it happen? Well, is it the same thing? Okay, we, if it's the same thing. as friends, and then you know one thing led to the other, and he wanted to start going out with me. Mm. Um, I I went to his house once, and honestly, where it was obvious when I checked on him that we are from completely two different backgrounds. Wow! You know, so for me that was a bit of a shocker. But then I prayed about it, and God spoke to me, and I liked him. He was a kind person. He was nice. He was a Christian. So we just took it from there, and I made up my mind. Uh, whether he had money or he didn't have money, mm. and whether he dressed well or not, <laughs> you know, he had he had potentials, <laughs> and um, uh, definitely I was in the right direction. He was very kind and loving. So beautiful. Be- thank you so much for that, mommy. I'm going to ask you the next question. How did you know that he is the one? You know, when he came, because you, from what you said now, his background, the way he dressed, so. If you are single, listen to us tonight. Daddy, daddy today, this is not how it looked when mommy met her. No, no, no. No, no, no. Not at all. Not at all. (laughs) Mommy says she can see potentials. You know, you have to see potentials, not at the present now, but you have to look into the future. Thank God mommy can see far. We receive the grace to see far like mommy tonight. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So tell us in few minutes, how did you know then that this is the will of God for your life? Well, considering all was... these shortcomings. No, um, number one, I liked his character. He had, you know, what I would love in a man in terms of integrity. In t- he was soft spoken. He was not easily. He was generally a nice person. And a lot of people, you know, um, a lot of people also attest to that around him. He was counseling a lot of people. Um, he was kind, he was caring, but he was, was brilliant. He said he was brilliant, was brilliant. <laughs> you know? But I prayed about it. He was a Christian I knew. We prayed about personally prayed about it because I, I really had to be sure um, what was happening. But I remember when I went, um, it, was, um, it was an area I've never been before. I can say that I've never had a friend that was, that was, um, how do you put that? That humble. That, with a very humble background. So a bit of it was a shock for me, considering where I was coming from. Um, but I prayed about it. And God actually spoke to me. I had it. It was so clear. And God told me, that is the person I want you to marry. You know, it's not so for other people, but... You know, apart from the fact that I liked him, because that has to be there, I also had God clearly. And there and then I made up my mind. I said, well, I like him. And God, you are saying yes, so I'm ready. Thank you so much for that testimony, Ma. We are blessed. And 
If you are watching yeah. us again tonight, please, if you are looking unto God for this kind of blessing, a marital, someone you need to call your partner forever, you, that person needs to be your friend. It, it, the yeah. person has to be your friend. Your and friend. From, from what she said, she said she hear God. So don't wait for pastor to pray you into something. You must be sure. You know, you, yeah, must, sure. you must be sure of that. This is why we call this program me. She's sure, even though they were friends, she didn't just automatically turn the friendship to the next level. She heard God. And I'm sure, mommy, everything you were facing after marriage, the only thing that is still keeping you on is that word. Yes, yes. Gives you, yes, you know, it gives you the strength, you know, to pass through mm. some things. To, mm. to say, no, I have come because I know my father spoke. You know, this is what God mm. has said about it. And that is one thing I want us to understand tonight, that God speaks, right? Don't, That's true. Don't, don't, just, That's true. don't just go with your intuition. You know, some, some people will tell you, marry your friends. Yes, you marry your friend, but it's not all friends that you need to marry. You can know, marry. You That's need true. to understand that this friend is the will of God for my life, for my destiny. And that is why any other thing you face in life, you will, you will have strength, you know, to go through. And I'm starting this 13 question with daddy. Daddy, 25 okay. years with mommy. Let yeah, me see. Define marriage yeah. Marriage. Well, for marriage? me, marriage for me is a relationship or a mutual relationship between two friends, who male and female particularly, because we need to be very careful Thank about you. the definition of marriage now. Thank you. Male and female. Uh, because there's so much confusion, so much confusion about marriage because of the things that are happening now. But it's for me, it's a union between two friends who, uh, and there is not, and it has nothing to do with whether they are race or their gender, and their race or their uh, tribe or their financial status or their strength or their age, because sometimes age may not play so much of an important place. And when I mean true friends, two friends, I'm talking of true friends who, who are very open to each other, open to each other, and they can always tolerate each other hmm. because marriage requires tolerance. Hmm. Marriage requires understanding. And that is why when you marry your own friend, because it's always good to marry your own friend because you can tolerate your friend. You can exonerate your friend. You can condone your friend. There is, your friend can get you upset, but they can never get you discouraged. Yeah. You know, they can get you uh, up the beat, but they can never get you down. You know, you just, you always have that thing at the back of your mind somewhere that says, look, you will always forgive your friend. Yeah. You know, and that is why, because marriage is a long haul, you need to marry somebody that you can tolerate, somebody that can tolerate you, somebody you can trust, somebody that can trust you, somebody you can be patient with, and somebody that both of you have the same vision and you're going in the same direction, because that also is very important. And like I said, you must depend on each other. Hmm. Thank you so much for that definition. And then um, I want to, I want to let, daddy was saying a man and a woman, and it was actually specific. We belong to a kingdom and the kingdom we belong yes. to is the kingdom of God. The God that yes. actually instituted this marriage we are talking marriage. about. 
Yeah. It's an institution established and ordained by God in Genesis chapter 2 from Ooh. verse 24 to 25. So oh. we know what we are yeah. doing. We are not yes, we are not persuaded or changing our mind with what the word is turning marriage into. <laughs> but we know that this marriage was established by God himself. We know yes. marriage is a covenant. We know it marriage is. is a decision to serve each other. We know okay. marriage means changing, learning, growing. You know, we know mm. marriage is not about competition. It's not about superiority. It's not about uh, trying to show yourself. It's not a place to change things. But this is ordained by God Almighty. And we can see from what Daddy has said, it has nothing to do with your tribe. It has nothing to do with, do with where you were born into. It has nothing to do with who you and, and anything, age or anything. But it has to do with when you understand that this is the will of God for my life. That is all you need to know. And this will take me to the next question because I can see that mommy is from another tribe. Daddy is from another tribe. But they are still together. 25 yeah. years of marriage, you can still see the glow. They are still shining. You can still see the spark. We are looking alike. You know? You can still see that when you see these people, you want to remarry. And I'm telling you, yes, sir. when some people are watching this program, they will quickly want to change their mind because some people are saying, marriage, don't, don't tag it. When you tag your relationship, then that is the end. I've seen people that, I, I, I've seen people that their patience is gone. And when you are married, you don't have patience. That is the end of that marriage because marriage hmm. needs you to be patient. That, in fact, what can we say about... No, I, I don't want to use patience. I want to use something that is deeper. Is it long? Can I call it pastor long-suffering? Long-suffering. <laughs> yeah, it's long-suffering. Because marriage is a marathon. It is not a sprint. Yes. Marriage is a marathon. It is not a sprint. And Thank it is a lifelong marathon. So you need to be... Look for that Thanks. one. In fact, if long you don't have it, you have to buy it before you get into it. Suffer long. Somebody says suffer long. <laughs> but you see we, we see, we see suffering, but that suffering makes us to smile because we grow, you know. We understand. And that suffering, you people think it's suffering, but in our kingdom, we don't call it suffering. We call it challenges. It's not and suffering. those challenges turn around and God use them as success for us. We look back and we are saying, oh, this person is resilient. But this is what God wants you to learn. You are passing through. And as you are passing through all these things, you are building your muscle. You know, you are building your yeah. inner strength. You are building something that will help you to stand the test of time. Mommy, number two. Yeah. Can you comment on personalities differences in marriage? And how these can be channeled for success? You can see husband is quiet. Wife is a talkative. Like me now, I'm very... Talking, talking. My husband is very quiet, very reserved. So you need to give us example of what has worked and not what and not worked over the year. Personality clash. Someone is very and someone is like boring. Let me call it boring. <laughs> Some men they just like to watch TV, read book, just no, nothing. As the introvert, the extrovert, the sanguine. Yeah, over to you, ma. Can you come well, I, honestly, to be able to answer that question well, I would like my husband to help me with that. Amen. So over to you. Okay. Um, you know, when you talk about personality traits, you talk about the extroverts, the introverts, and when you look at the two aspects of life, if 
the two persons belong to the different aspect of traits, it becomes a big challenge because one must, each of them must learn to tolerate, understand, and they must study each other. Then you come, when you now talk of the psychological ones, like maybe the phlegmatic, the sanguine, the choleric, the, choleric, melancholic. the melancholic, yeah, you know, and you realize that most of those traits have a base by which marriages can survive. And where there is a counteraction or there is a no meeting point, marriage will always break down. And just like you rightly said, and which I know she will tell you, we are two different human beings. Very different. We are two different. I am very quiet. Very quiet, introvert. Like an introvert. I can be, I can be very gentle, but she, ah. she's outgoing. I'm outgoing. She's extrovert, she's bursting, she's bubbling. She wants it to happen and all of that. But one thing that we have learned is that marriage is not between perfect people. Marriage is between human beings that are real and, and are not perfect. And they're from different backgrounds. And they are always, always from a different background with different experiences of life. And one must never forget, we must never forget that at whatever age that we come to meet each other determines and defines the amount of years of experience we are bringing with us. Hmm. Therefore, Nobody should seek to change, transform, or mold the other person into his own mold. Rama, preach it. You must be willing to accept each other the way you are, accommodate each other, and work with each other because as you continue in this journey, somehow, some way, the rough edges will get smoother understanding will come, tolerance will come, uh, uh, then you begin to appreciate each other's differences, each other's strengths. And like what we say, marriage is like a jigsaw puzzle. What I don't have, she has. What she has, I don't have. And what I, what I lack, she's again. What I lack is my gain. So we come to form a complementary body, to form a unique essence and a unique uh, product which eventually give us who we are today. And that is what drives the confidence. That is what drives the strength. That is what keeps us going. Because we know that we are independent, we are dependent on each other to make our goal achievable. So That's beautiful. what it is. Thank you, Dr. And, um, I will just say that, I'm listening I will just add that we all have different weaknesses and uh, different weaknesses and strengths, and we must be able to understand the weaknesses, not shy away from it, but at the same time, harness on our strengths. Leverage on it. We right. leverage on it, and when we leverage on our strengths together, definitely, we will always be successful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Amen. This is what I want us to get from what you've said. Thank you so much for, 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 for saying that. Eh? But what I want to encourage us today, even though we, we have couples that they are able to blend, like Pastor has rightly said, but we still have some couples that they are really struggling. 
the man just wants the woman to be him. And the woman just wants to change the man. You know, you are too boring. Can't you just be, you know? You, we, we find we still have those issues, man. 20 years, they still have that issue. The man wants to change the woman. But, and sometimes they are intimidated with, with their character, you know? But I do tell men that if your wife is this, is that, it shows you are a real man to have, to be a man to marry a doctor, professor, or if your wife is doing like professional wise, career wise, she's up there. You should be proud of yourself as a man. But some men they find it difficult to cope. You have to open up your mind to be able to understand that God sent you into this to the life of that man for a purpose, and God sent that woman into your life for a purpose, and you don't, you know, you don't, you know, you don't. Put their weaknesses as a big ball. So every mistake, you said, I said it. So that everybody will know that this person has a problem. Is the wife. That woman is not. I told you. Oh, is that man. That man will not let her be. We have to work together as a team. And don't, you are not El Shaddai. You are not God. Don't, don't, don't make yourself to be God in anybody's life. But make sure you work together as a team. Like Pastor has already said it, your weakness is my strength. Your strength is my weakness. But nobody is claiming anything, no competition. But this is our team. No competition. This no is, competition. This is my team. And this is my own family team. And this team must work. I like sports a lot, Pastor. If my team, they are losing, I won't eat. Yeah. That is how passionate I am with sports. So, yeah. And I'm looking at it with my family. So I'm thinking if I belong to any team, that team must win. Even when we are losing, I will still look for a reason why we, uh, we lost the, the game. And I will still, we are still going to win. That is the spirit. Yeah. We don't mind to fall. We are not afraid of failure or falling. But we know that somebody holds our back. And that is what we need to rely on. Don't try to That's judge anybody. Don't force. If you are forcing people to be like you, it's, it's a spirit of witchcraft. You don't need to carry That's that. true. That's, you don't that's force true. people to be you. You don't change people. This is how we do things in my family. This is how things are done. No, you are married now. What do you want for yourself? You don't carry baggages of your, your people, lineage, culture, and jam it to yourself. Who are you? Identify your own lane, walk in your lane. Don't look at other people. What is God talking about? You, your family, your children. Focus on that and you will live a happy home. Ah, the, the next one. Okay, daddy answered that one. I will take this to mommy now. Have you ever been confronted with family culture issues that you must comply with? No. So because no. Do you have some family cultures and you say yes, no to them? Yes, we do. Yeah. Yes, we do. We do. And when you say but no you to them, the has anything of happened? The no. No, I think, you see, if cultures will make a difference in a home, it is the decision of the family to allow it to happen. As far as we are concerned, whatever was not going to add value to our, to our lives. lives and our destiny, it was a no-no. It does not matter from where, it does not matter what was the basis, it has nothing to do with who is bringing it. Hmm. So our in-laws understood that fact that whatever they believe in their, 
in their various uh, family or what they call, this is our tradition. That tradition, if it is not in keeping and in line with what God wants for our life, as for us, we don't care what it means to the other people. As far as we are concerned, my, sir, my wife and I, if it is not helping our journey, there is no need for it. So for example, and we made it clear. So for example, when we were going to get married, I'm a Yoruba woman. Uh, so then, and he's from River State. Wow. You know, we had all the long list and the drinks and everything. But the truth of the matter is that we protect each other. So I just went up, looked for who I had to speak to, which was my mom, and I looked at her long list. After both of us had looked at it, we had already pre-agreed. This one is a no-go area. This one, and we itemized what was a no-go area. I didn't allow my husband to be there. I just I said, mommy, this is not going to happen. This is not going to happen. So you sort, of, you sort this out with my father's people. It's not going to happen. And my mom said, ah, mumo tiebe, you know. So you have to learn to protect each other, you know. When we've agreed, you don't let it look as if, oh, it's the husband that is causing trouble mm. or the wife that does not want it to happen. Mm. You own your family. You go and sort it out with them and tell them, in this house, this will not happen. And you have to be firm about it. Thank you so much. That's Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that contribution. Thank you so much. We have to be together. We have to stand. This is where we stand. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I know some of this culture, they, 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 they were established for a reason. And some of these reasons, some of them, they, they, they are working for them, you know. But because we belong to the kingdom of heaven, we always follow the one that is established in the word of God. Hallelujah. So the next question we go to Mommy. That's true. Mommy, please share some of the bonding activities and attitude that has really helped your marriage. You are still sparking. <laughs> Here we go. And, okay. Um, some of the bonding activities. We watch films. I like watching films. So we go out sometimes together to watch films. We watch it at home together. And sometimes she tries to watch football. Football. Even though she doesn't like football. I don't like football. <laughs> <laughs> he loves football a lot. So I have to sit down there. And um, I, I, I love traveling. And I like going out. So yeah, he has accommodated me to travel with me. He knows that no, I have to travel no. We have to wherever, you know, out of the country, whatever. So we like being together. We like being at home together with each other, going out together for meals, shopping, praying together, just doing things together. Mm. You know, even my work, you know, when I started my career, I was a driven person, but he supported me. He knew I wanted to become the first female president in Nigeria. Hey. And he didn't laugh about it. Hmm. He really supported me on it. That any executive that I want to become, whether it's reading, whether it's studying additional study, whether it's taking care of the children at home, and I'm at work, you know, we supported each other in our careers to be who 
whomever, whoever we, we, whatever it is we wanted to achieve as individuals. So he didn't feel threatened that he was going to be the first first gentleman. Yeah. And like we, we laugh about it. I said, you, I'll be the president and you'll be the first gentleman, yeah. you know? So that's good. That's, that's beautiful. Go ahead, man. I will be in your campaign. Don't worry. Call me. I will call my <laughs> As, as beautiful as it is, you know, because we are Christian, some of us, we, we, we are not looking at, you know, having fun together. Every I'm so happy that you didn't mention fasting and prayer. <laughs> because you can see some family, it's all about fasting and prayer. There is no time out. In fact, watching films to some people, you are worldly, you know, you are carnal, you know. It's carnality in some, and they will be saying it's carnality. And they will be going out and be looking at other sisters and be concerned about other, and they are covering it with spirituality. We have mm. to be real. It's good to spend time with your wife. If everything is not ministry. In fact, your first ministry is your family. Everything should not be out, out, out. Create time for yourself. If you create time for your wife, your husband, mm. your children, your family will stand. There is no doubt about it. Just That's arrange true. it like mommy said. That's true. It doesn't matter someone is traveling, someone is working. So far, you have an agreement. You come together and you believe in yourself. Exactly. Things will, will, will work. Thank you so much, Emma, for that contribution. Next question is you, sir. It's for you, sir. Number five. Have you ever had any... Okay. Have you ever had any disagreements since you got married? Yes or no? If yes. If yes. 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 How were they resolved? Please give us an example. <laughs> Uh, well, there were, there were, you know, one thing is that um, we are different. We came from different backgrounds. We have different approach to things. We look at, we, are, we try to resolve issues differently. I came, I grew up from a very humble background. And um, I used to have a challenge with the way she related with our domestic staff. She wasn't nasty, but she talk. but she talks. <laughs> when she's talking, uh, I would tell her, I said, no, why do you talk like this? This is not right. And for a long time, I think I was not, I was not really explaining to her why I had my challenges with the way she treated or she related to the domestic staff. Until one day I told her, I said, one, I grew up living with people. I grew up working with people. And I learned and I do I feel discouraged the way people talk down at people because you are their mercy. And that we who have become Christians should not do that. That brought a lot of confusion, a lot of disagreement, a lot of time. And we've had from we've had all manner of domestic support and staff as house helps um laundry men all kinds of staff we've had all manner gate men and all of that so but when she understood what i why i kept doing what i'm doing she adjusted and we were able to get over that because a lot of time most disagreements are usually a problem of 
non-communication or poor communication, lack of understanding and lack of insight. And that is why as a couple and as a family, we must always let our communication to be very clear. We must always let the other person have an understanding why we are, why we are making whatever posture we are putting so that the person can be able to see things in the way we see things. And usually because they are, they are both of you are committed to each other, there's always a tendency that the person will learn to change some of those things. So that's, that's one example. There are other examples like church commitment. You know, I'm a pastor. She will tell me, it is you that God called. Me, I'm supposed to follow you. <laughs> Therefore, um, the one that, that received the call. So I must, uh, so um, because I get easily so engrossed with this That's church, funny. this church activity. Sometimes I will just go from morning till night, from morning till night on a Sunday, and then no time out, nothing. And then she will say, ah, do you wait for me to come to the house? I will not come to the house. Then one day she told me and said, look, Charlie, I won't be following you to church. I won't follow you to church again. And once or twice, no, sincerely speaking, once or twice, she just refused to come to the same church we were. And she went to another church to do. So I had to call a, a senior friend in the church and I said, ah, we didn't see mommy in church today. I said, ah, mommy is angry. She has gone to another church. <laughs> so, and I now realized that I needed to put an understanding to how, how she feels about. So if I need to take a long shot, I will let her know, look, today I might be able, I might step back a bit longer than I should. Uh, maybe I'll come in a bit late. Will you be able to wait with me? Or will you be going home? And she was okay. Okay, I will, sometimes she will wait. Sometimes she will go home. But she, it took a lot of um, protest for me to change. But I learned to change, and I had to change. Mm. And that's one of the things we must always remember: the interest of your partner must be paramount to you, mm. and you must always learn to consider. Them. Don't always be selfish about yourself because you are on this journey together. Very soon, just like we are, all our children have left home. Wow. We are left, oh, we are left oh, ourselves. All over. That's it. We are back to ourselves. Wow. And this is something we must learn to do. We will be together forever. Yes. These children will come and they will go. Yeah. Therefore, every other thing will come and we go. Church will come and we go. The business of God will come and we go. And career will come and we go. But we will always remain together. Like they always say, soldier come, soldier go, the barracks remain. We are the barracks. And attention will be paid to the barracks so that the barrack does not become dilapidated and become empty. Thank you. Beautiful, pastor. Beautiful. Beautiful. You've if, if we don't even have any other thing to say today, what you've just said, they are beautiful and they are deep. And thank God for the insight you have. You know some men of God, sir, the moment mommy protested, they would think she's a witch. She's possessed. She wants to yes. the work of God in your life. She did not, want ministry. To, she did not want you to serve your God. 
and that one will, will be so registered in your head that oh are you from the pit of hell that you'll be casting out demon in her life but see what, see, see, see what god has done you see the insight you have to listen to her to understand because yes sir go to prison many children they were told they are ministers children they are christian that's true because if you don't that's use true. wisdom in doing this, I was born into a Christian home. My dad is a pastor, so I understand. We are always out, out, out there. Most of the time, we forget ourselves. We forget what we, in fact, you, you forget yourself, and you are always pouring out. Unknowing for you, you are pouring out, you are getting dry. You are dry within you. Because by the time you come home, you are coming home to meet an angry woman that said, okay, you've gone to give somebody a smile out there. And you fail to give me a smile inside, then I'm going to show you. Thank God mommy was, was so blunt that she, she stood up and said, No, I'm going to fight for, for my right. Okay, if you are preaching what you are not, if you are preaching what you are not doing, I'm not following you. It's not that you are a sinner, but she's just trying to tell you that I need you. And thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much, sir, for listening to her. And the example you gave with the with the house head, I can tell you that. The way she speaks, the way she talks, she didn't know they are bad because that was how she grew up. There are things that she brought from where she's coming yes. If you are working, you have to work the, the money you collect, right? You have to you have to do what you have been paid for. Mm. You know, I need value for this service you're doing. But you are coming from another background that says, yes, they will give you value, but there is a way you talk. You know, there are things you do. There is another dimension mm. you put around it that they will do, you, you, you will have the same result, mm. you know. That is the way you tell somebody to go to hell, and mm. they will gladly go to hell. But there is a way, there is, that, that are way you do things mm. in a very positive way. My husband told me when I got married, I have the same issue. Mm. If, a, if a cup is half full, right, I can say it's half full or half empty. Which one is better? I said half full is better because half, mm -hmm. half full is more promising. But half empty is very, is very negative because I would think I've not really done anything. And that was mm. how I started changing the way I talk. Because I, I will tell you, I will tell you as it is, no, this is a no. This Blast. is right and that is black. That in as much and that as you say it. the right thing, right? In as much, you only get results if you said it in the right way. If in you the said right it way. in the right So what is the mm. motive? If the motive is for you to change some somebody, you don't use something that will not even make them to listen to you in the first place. And this mm. is what marriage does. It make us better. I look back when I was a single person and I look back into my life and I said, God, thank you for giving me my husband. I've learned, Hallelujah. I've grown, I've changed. Because I'm, yeah. I'm very stubborn when I got married. Nobody can tell me what you do, you know. I can't even do housewife. Nobody. But see me talking now. Look at me discussing <laughs> about marriage, trying to share the love of God with every other people that it can, it, it can only get better with marriage. That's true. Thank you so much for, for sharing the experience with us. Next one, we go to mommy. Can you share the biggest challenge you faced in marriage and in marriage and how you overcame the biggest? 25 years. Which one? I know there are many. Which one would you say is the biggest? Uh, living apart. Um, there was a time, you know, our careers picked up. I was um, in the oil sector. I was traveling a lot all over the world. I was in charge of West Africa. And my husband's career actually picked up. He too was in the oil sector. 
and he was walking in Bonnie hmm. and with buttercups. All my life, I've always had changing, you know, career, and he's always there with me. I'm so in there. And then I wake up one morning. Usually I travel to one country, 10 days, I've been to like three countries. And when I come back home, I know my husband is at home. <laughs> now he was in Bonnie. Water separating us. And he works there, he lives there. He is a very passionate doctor. He's a very committed medical personnel and a pediatrician for that matter. So you will not catch my husband saying he's living anywhere. If work is Monday to Friday, he will do it Monday to Saturday, possible Sunday. And so I come back, he's not at home. He's in Bonnie. It's not like it's just next door that you can just walk over. So there was a lot of the, you know, and he was there for five years, was six, years. six years. I was there for six years. So I, I tell you, it was really tough. And by the time he was coming back, I'd already moved again to the next level in my career. And I was on my way to Lagos. So I was now shifting. He was now working in Portacourt. And I was working in Lagos. I, in Lagos. I, I was working and living in Lagos. He was working and living mm -hmm. in Portacourt. And then weekends I will come, he will come, you know, that sort of um, relationship. So it was quite tough. You know, for me, it was very, very, very challenging. Separation. Separation. So Separation. It actually we grew long, apart. You know, we virtually grew, grew apart. Because we, everybody had to develop a survivor strategy or survivor for technique himself. for himself in those lonely set out set a place. So we just grew apart. So sometimes when we even come together, we for such a short time. It's always a short time. You don't maybe want to be on your best one, one hour, and maybe one day, two days. two days. So everybody will just tolerate each other. Maybe it's only two days, I will soon be gone. And you know, but we didn't appreciate how much that was telling on our marriage until later down the line. We now realize that we had grown apart. We take decisions without considering the other, without recourse to the other person. Mm -hmm. We 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 and and we are talking of major decisions. And we become very independent. So we became very, very independent, independent of each other. Or well, then somebody will say something. I say, ah, you didn't tell, tell me, me about this. that. No, uh, I wasn't aware yeah, that somebody okay. even up to things that they invited both of us for. You just ah, when did that happen? No, I wasn't aware. I, I'm not aware that. So there was a, there was a period of communication, communication breakdown. breakdown. Yeah, it was really tough. You know, it was tough. And when we realized it, uh, she like usual person. I will always keep, I will always keep quiet. I will just try I will to. Placard. I will always suck it up and just keep quiet. But she will say, we talk? my wife will just say, ah, no. This thing, ah, no, no. I'm not agreeing. Ah, no, we this one, continue. we can't continue like this. They're not talking to me. They're not having my time. They're not bothering me. All you just come, you just sleep. Before you, before, before we know it, Sunday is here, you're off again, blah, blah, blah. And, and it was then, it was at that point, I began to appreciate 
the challenges that was already on. So the question I was, what can we do? What can we do? Then we now agreed. So I now said, look, we can come in, we can make the visiting quicker, we can shorten the distance, and then when we are wherever we are, we call, we chat, we gist, we call each other, we wake up each other. Sometimes I'm an alarm. I'll quickly wake up, oh, this is 5.30. You need to get up early so that I can be at work. Then sometimes we pray across together. And then every opportunity that we have, we gist. And then sometimes also uh, uh, create time to travel or to stroll or to go and see the children. And we just, we just, we just, consciously began to do things together that will bring us closer again like we used to be. And God has been faithful. And God has been faithful. Thank you so much. This 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 is a beautiful experience and thank you because I'm I'm sure by the time people listen to you, you you will have made impact in their lives because some people too they are going through what you've gone through. And the way God has actually helped you to, you know, the way God has helped you to overcome, thank God for the insight. Thank God because you quickly realize and, you know, step back. Because this is the trick of the devil, creating a little bit. The gap is this little. Before you know it, it's bigger. And it's, the, the issue is that you won't even know when it got bigger. You will be asking, yeah. how, did we, how did we get here? You know, how did we get here? Exactly. How did we get here? And, and, and I will say, thank God for your life because in that period, devil can just plant somebody in front mm -hmm. of both of you and you will think this one is better than the, the what, what i have then you will start yeah. you, will, you will start having an alternative you are not doing girlfriend girlfriend but things you're supposed to discuss with your wife then decide to go to that yeah. sister i think she's more knowledgeable she's mature yeah. she expects me is there a trick mm -hmm. that devil is using now to think somebody is better than anybody nobody God did not give God, God did not create dummy or or bad person. No. You yourself that is the word. to be good or to be bad. And thank you because you've not told us this evening that everything is good. You've told us the reality. This is real. We've read the Bible. We've talked about what the Bible says, but this is real. Even me that I'm talking that God is using me. I'm facing some things that but I said I have come to stay and I'm learning. From what you just said now, I've gained something that I will use, right? I've gained something that, oh, I won't keep quiet. Mommy, you are not keeping quiet. Thank God for your life. Because maturity too helps daddy. You see, so many things can happen. Daddy will, you know, you can easily sweep some things under the carpet because you have that nature, you know. But too much of it is not good. It can lead to something then too much of me too bubbly like I have to say that it's, it's not good. It can lead to something because whenever I need to open my mouth, it should be at the right time. At the right time. Daddy, daddy has that capacity to absorb, absorb. But by the time he absorbs, mm. a time will come that that absorption will turn to a bomb. And by the time he grow power like it, they will say, oh, but he's a gentleman. But why is this why? It's not. It's because he, instead of him to talk, he decided to absorb and it gets to a time that the elastic <laughs> no more <must> stretch. <laughs> and that is why you see people that they are very gentle. When they when you see them getting angry, you are so scared because that is not their nature. The disaster. They have to just yeah. And you see the way they scream sometimes, they say, what? But somebody like me, I'm a shouting person from the beginning. I don't, things doesn't get, in fact, now I'm learning. Maturity is teaching me. 
to be able mm. to take in some things. It's not everything you 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 relate, you know, you give back. No. By the time you keep quiet for one second, you get yourself, you know, paused. Yeah. Then you get a better perception of things. And if I can come in on the yes, come in. If on. I can come in, please, on the this, you know, the most challenging thing. One thing that also helped was prayer because before I spoke, I had been it was bothering me. I was feeling hot and I had to start praying about it. And one thing I'm feeling lonely, feeling lonely. I was feeling lonely. I was feeling hot, you know. So I started praying about it. I started talking to God about it before I opened up. But one thing over this journey. That I've realized is that God is interested in every little thing mm. about us. My husband knows, I always say, I said, God, he's your son and he hears you. So it's as small as if I need money and I say, dear, please give money. I do have money. Is that, if he said, there was a time he said, what did you do with your money? money? I felt bad. And I went to God. I said, still, <laughs> I asked for money. I don't normally ask too much. Now he refused, and I only had 59 with me. We were very young then. And choo choo, my husband went out, and in the bus, he paid somebody's money, you know, fear. And God told him, Your wife doesn't have money at home. She has only 59, and you are paying bus fear for somebody. Hmm. My husband had to come back home, and he said, He quickly came. I said, Are you? You've come back so quickly. He said, Is it true? Yes, you do have to. I said, I don't know. He said, you reported me to God. <laughs> I said, yes, it's true. I don't have money. I asked, I didn't give me. So, you know, the place of prayer, I realized that God is interested in every little thing. Whether it makes sense, it doesn't make sense. I'm talking to my father, you know. So one shouldn't do holier than thou. Yeah. One should just be natural, yeah. you know. Open up, don't try to feel I have a position I have to maintain. Mm. Say it nicely and let the Holy Spirit deliver the message accordingly. Thank you Thank so you. much. Place of prayer, that is very key, very deep. Every other thing we have been saying, they are secondary to prayer. Yeah. Prayer is the source, is the is our plug. We have to plug in, is the main source. Thank you so much, Ma. We are blessed with that same contribution. The next one, we go to daddy. Who answered the last one? Are you daddy or mom? I did. She did. She did. And it's supported by him. <laughs> okay, daddy. Do you agree that there are there are different seasons in marriage? Which I know. We have honeymoon season. We have um, in-laws, babies, raising children. Now, in fact, your season now. The only season I can see that you are not yet because you are still working, retire, retirement. It's retirement. Yeah. The other season, you've got children, they are yeah. no longer in the house. So it's the retirement age now. I think you are you are looking forward into. Please share your a season and the biggest takeaway that we give any that you will give any new newlywed, you know. Some people, some people that they just got, and some couples they just got married, or people that they are looking into getting married. You've gone through all those stages, you know, all those things you say. We, we can see those stages. Time that you are setting, you are a little bit apart. The stormy, the stormy stage, the normy stage. You've gone through all those those stages. Mm -hmm. How will you um advise newlywed? 
the stages they, they should well, take, what they need to do. Thanks, my sister. I, for all those who are out there, and whether they are just starting or they're about to start, or they've already started and probably had even gone as far as we are, one of the things that is the biggest understanding is the fact that marriage is a marathon. It's a marathon. Various stages will come different with different twists, different turns. And because we are so different, several things will also happen along the way. Usually there is usually the first euphoria. Oh, you're just newly married. Everything looks so beautiful. Everything, you say anything, your husband will say yes. Your wife say yes, it's seedy, honey, da 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 And then suddenly now get pregnant. Once you get pregnant, you now realize that your husband cannot help you carry the pregnancy. <laughs> or you now also understand that there are some other things that takes place in you, what they call the hormonal changes that come with pregnancy, that changes your attitude, changes your character, changes your, uh, your, your resilience, it changes your comfortability, it changes your perception, it changes everything about you. What used to be, what, what used to be very comfortable for you now become a discomfort, your tolerance level changes, maybe you become too easily offended, too easily angered, your, your, like some people say, they say your fuse have become shortened, you know, just because pregnancy has come. And, and then here we are, while your husband may still be trying to manage that, then suddenly they now realize that, oh, the baby now comes. All right, a honey hold the baby for me, let me do, and some, you know, some men could hardly hold the baby. Some are too afraid to hold the baby. They can't even change pampas because they were never, they never, they were never there helping somebody to change pampas. And that's one of the things I really want to say that please, Ladies and gentlemen, marriage is a mutual joint effort. Everybody has a role to play. I used to tell people, this is my wife. When we got married initially, and well, she comes from a very very well, good background. I came from a very humble background. And I used to tell her, I used to tell her then that look, don't worry. I would I would ask her which one is better for you to wash the cloth or to iron the cloth. When she's in the kitchen, you do the cooking, I do the dishes. And before we started being able to employ house help and all of that, I stripped the floor, clean the house. She does something else. When the children came. Somebody will wake up. I wake up early. She's a bit slower to wake up. So I get the water in the bath, get the things ready for the child to, for the children to have their bath. She's ready to, she's, she, I will bath the children. I will get everything ready. I will take them. She will take them to school. I will go and pick them because of our work. She, I had to rent a house on the way to our office. We had to look for school on the way to our office so that I, what was important for me was making sure that she was more comfortable, being able to do what she needs to do. For me, it was not a sacrifice. It was a thing I would love to do as long as they are happy. You know, so there are things, there are various adjustments that come along the way. And one thing that is a driving, uh, driving force is one, forgiveness. 
tolerance, understanding, patience, long-suffering, love, kindness towards each other, and empathy, empathy. Always putting yourself in the position of the other person. There are several times she will come from work. I will have been home before she came. Or we come from the same time, but I know she's been in maybe in a bad, in a worse traffic than mine. I said, don't worry, honey, just sit down, rest your feet. Let me make the, let me make supper for us tonight. So there was a time I would tell my children, this is daddy's weekend. Daddy will do the cooking for this weekend. And those are things we have to do because we needed. And when we didn't have children on time, because we had the challenge of not having children on time, we, that period, oh, my wife was like, hey, hey, what would happen? And I told her, I said, look, you didn't marry our family. You married me. I determine what happens in this family. I am the mouthpiece of this house. And whenever any matter is coming, I said, look, leave me with my people. I will talk to them myself. You know, so those seasons will come. And what makes the outcome of each season to be the best is the relationship and the understanding that exists between the husband and the wife. And I will say this because it worked for me. I made sure that my wife was my wife. I protected her and it wasn't for my family. I protected her. I stood for her. I stood and I made sure that there was no nothing. And I was very defiant about it. It became an issue, but I told them as far as this home is concerned, you know, there is a culture in the Yoruba land. I'm partly Yoruba. My mom, we grew up in Yoruba land. So, they, you know, when you have your wife and you have your siblings, your, sibling, your wife is supposed to say uh, your sister should be auntie, your brother should be brother. I told them, I said, never will that happen in my house. If my wife is older than any of them, they should call her auntie. And they should. Because whatever respect is due to her is due to me. Any disrespect for her is a disrespect for me. Therefore, if you think you respect me, then you must respect my wife. And that was clear. And that was what, what I need to say, that no matter whatever the situation, no matter whatever challenges, no matter whatever your wife's behavior is, the man must always stand for the wife. That's number one. Number two, never ever have an argument before your, your, your relatives with your wife. Even when she's wrong, never have an argument before a third party. When the whole people have gone, stand with her. When you get back home, you can always ease out and adjust the matter. That's where I think. In addition to that, I will encourage all women to go to Ephesians, and I think men too, to Ephesians 5, verse 22 to 24. It talks about respecting our husbands, and I believe we should learn to respect one another. The Bible is clear that we should submit to one another. A lot of we women, we find it very easy to submit to other people's husband. Mm. When we have 
visitors are coming Hollywood, who will be kneeling down and standing up, who will be carrying dishes that is a beautiful woman, wonderful. We go out, we don't do one cent of that for our husbands. I encourage you, irrespective of what your friends have to say, because let me tell you, they will not tell you the truth, what they are doing to their husbands, how they are taking care of them. They will say, Kenny, I will not stand for that. It's a lie. Hmm. So you bring out the king in that man. Amen. Every man, if you bring out the fool, that's what you will see. Hmm. If you bring out the, the Mike Tyson, the Mike Tyson uh-huh, you will live with it in the ring. In the ring. So, you know, the same way you be in an office, in a corporate organization or in a business with your customers, and you learn how to manage them, irrespective of attitude, please let us be wise and learn how to do what the Bible says and also understand what I call have emotional intelligence, have managing your manager. Let me put it that way. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you so much, Ma. Thank you. You've, you've, in fact, thank you. I, after this program, I'm, I'm sure I will go again and listen and listen because things you are saying, we need, we need time to just grab, you know, grab and make sure. And Daddy talks about empathy. But, sir, I don't want to waste time because we need to, I, I can see that we are over our time now, but with me. I, we still have some questions, but we may not answer because I think some of them you've answered. I, will, I think you've said something that I think they've answered those questions. But when you talk about empathy, sir, somebody can only empathize if he has it. Some people, they've been hmm. bastardized. They don't have emotions. They don't have anything. The way they grew up, they don't have any feelings. See, this program is about me. And my, they, they hate themselves so much. Thinking about their background, you know, you keep on saying you're from a, a, a humble background. Some people just hate that humble background. They hate it and they find it difficult to change. Even now that they have money, you can still see no empathy. They don't know, no emotion. Whatever you like, is your, they tell their wife, is your, they, are, they are your children, you know. You can see it. So empathy will only come from if you know yourself, right? If you love yourself. If you do all these things, if you have them, but some people, they don't have them. Please, God is the healer. Whatever that has happened in your past, let's go and enjoy your wife, enjoy your home, enjoy the wife of your youth, and don't bring the past into your presence. This is the presence you have, your marriage. Keep it. Praise the Lord. Mommy, can I ask, can I, can I ask if what you said now, if it has actually answered this question, there is this question we have here. What is the biggest pitfall mistake that you, you think this generation is making with marriage and family? I think hmm. you've given us so many nudges. What but is the biggest pitfall mistake yeah. that you think before. this generation is making with marriage? Okay, one of the things... Um, I will say is that um, a lot of this generation were in a hurry. The quick, um, what do you, quick to get quick, rich. Quick rich syndrome. 
we are in competition. Hmm. <laughs> Serious competition. Ah, uh, so when I will look, eh, you know, some of we women we have terrible tongue. Hmm. We forgot seeing, and you see, I come from the bad, um, from the fall, but as children of God, it has to force, you have to be, it's not we are children of God. I am a child of God. Let there be a of my mind as I, OMC White, a child of God. Let the Holy Spirit begin to do changes. And let this fruit of the spirit, as stated in Galatians 5, verse 22, 23, that talks about fruit of the spirit, you know, being formed in you. And as children of God, there are some such as an individual. Are you complete as an individual? Because look, a lot of us go to church. Some, some of us don't even know what we are doing. We are doing in church. It's about your personal relationship with God, because the fruit of the Spirit develops some characteristics in you about love, about kindness, joy, peace, you know, goodness, gentleness, about faith, about temperance, you know, meekness. And when each party has developed its Christian life on a daily basis, you begin to see that it helps marriages. But what we find out is that people rush into the marriage either because their friends are getting married or because the man is rich or the woman is rich or they because want to family pressure. Or family pressure. You know, so many things. So there's that quick reason, oh, my friend, her husband already is using a BMW. Let us buy uh, escape. My husband didn't ask her. I had remember that he didn't have a car. And I will allow him to drive my car. You understand? But there is that gets rid of there's the you know, the competition, competition. even when the fake life. Hmm. Nollywood. Nollywood. Sure. Then the listening to friends, I don't understand it. You know, and they will tell themselves lies. You know, we have each year, we want to hear the lie. You know, we are not even thinking and saying, does this make sense? You know, so then everybody wanting to be in charge. Hmm. You know, women wanting to be in charge and the man who saying, I am in charge. If you are telling me you are in charge, you are not in charge. Hmm. I talk to my, my fellow ladies, understand one thing. You are the neck, hmm. the man is the head. Hmm. But even at the neck, That's it's the, the neck that turns the head to the left and to the right. The if you know, you know, the power you have, hmm. you don't need to declare it, but you know that you are the neck. Preach it. The head. So Preach it. As the, uh, I will leave you as the head. Now God put you the head. But me, I'm the neck. Eh? You understand? So I, I really, this is some of the pitfalls. A lot of us don't have a purpose for our life. 
as individuals. We don't even know why God called us. We don't even know why God has made meat to the man or vice versa. So when you are going into something and you have no clue, no purpose, no nothing, no objective, abuse is inevitable. Thank you so much, Thank Mark. You. Thank you. Let me quickly check the platform. Any question on the platform? Thank you so much, bro. Kola, Mary, my sister-in-law, broad beloved. Thank you so much. Good to have you on the platform. Thank you. Um, Daddy Sherezire, thank you. I'm trying to see if we have any, any question. No question. Thank you. Um, I'm looking at the time. I want us to just finish um, before 7.30. So I think I will not be able to complete the, we will not be able to finish the question, but I will, I will go straight to, to the second to the last and the last one. And I think we can have like two minutes, two minutes. Oh, I want to, I want to ask, okay, let me ask three more, but two, 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 that's the six. Six okay. plus 13. Okay, um, daddy, what situation have helped you build resilience in your marriage? One minute or two minutes. I'll be happy with one minute. Hmm. Resilient in your marriage. Faith in God, one. Thank you. And the assurance that my wife trusts me. Wow. Beautiful. It makes you to bounce back, you know, in everything you've gone through. Okay. Thank Perfect. you, Daddy. Yeah. Thank you so much. Mommy, this one is coming to you. Is it possible... So appear successful and resilient in a marriage without being happy. I want to believe yeah. the person that asks this question is going through some things that maybe they, they are successful, they are, you know, they are okay, but she's, they are struggling. There is no bounding. That is what I'm thinking for this question. You know, you can be successful in your career. You have a man, but something is missing. There is a loophole. There is a gap. Is it possible? And if possible, how can one be happy? How can you have it all? You know, Bible says he has given us all things for life and godliness, you know. <laughs> How can you have it all? How? I just don't want to make it in my career. I just don't want to make it in my spiritual alone. I'm, I'm resilient because things keep on happening and I'm bouncing back, but I'm not still happy. How can somebody derive that joy? Mommy, two minutes. Okay, I'll just say yes. It's possible for you to be successful and everything is looking okay, but internally it is not. Um, unfortunately, what we're seeing today is generally as human beings, especially Nigerians and not just Nigerians, we have a tendency to put up a facade, yeah. you know, where, where it looks as if everything is all right. But the truth is that that marriage is already separated. We are just putting up a front for people. And you find out that a lot of it is communication breakdown mm. and forgiveness. The mm. Bible says we should not allow the sun to set mm. over our, you know, our anger. And the reason is when it continues for a long time, you just go completely apart. Mm. And there will be hurts. 
what I will encourage people is that, and we cover it up because of appearances, as a result of maybe you are a senior pastor, you are a GO, you are a you know, head of ministry, head of department, you are an MD, an elevated position, a political big wig, you know, that sort of thing. You are on top of your career or business. What will people say? Hmm. You have to break that ice. Hmm. You have to break the wall and you have to talk about it. The Bible says that Jesus is the balm of Gilead. And I believe that with prayer together, with asking God for wisdom, with talking to God for God to heal your hearts, it will be easier to talk about those issues without it becoming um, a big mess. And with God in the center, I promise you, you will be able to achieve, you know, happiness in marriage. We've been successful in our careers as individuals and to the glory of God. And at the same time, God has helped us in our spiritual life. At the same time, we are happy together. Hallelujah. So communication with God is, is important. That prayer, that togetherness, being open, understanding each other. You know, First Corinthians 13, hold on to it. Love, love, conquer it all in all things. If you read that, I encourage you, read it regularly because you will see that you know, a lot of these things look like elephants in the room. But really, it's just imagination hot. People are hurting. So many women are hurting. Hmm. And it's important that we go back to the feet of Christ. Men too are hurting. Hmm. Let them go back to the feet of Christ hmm. and let God heal them. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you so much, Ma. Thank you. So, Daddy, you answer this question and you will pray. Like Mommy said, we have the mind that you have to pray for homes. God has helped you this far. And I pray that nothing will happen with your home. Your home will continue to be a blessing to our generation. More love, more wine, new love, every fact you continue to impact. So you will answer this question and you do two minutes prayer for all homes. You're going through one difficulties or the other. That God will open our eyes of understanding first. We are not even conquering anything. When your eyes of understanding is open, then you know where to start. You go to the foundation of the problem and start fixing it. But if your eyes of understanding is not open, you are just picking it up and you are still struggling, and you are still there for years. So the last question for tonight, that is, what scripture passage would you say best describe marriage for you? Ah, Ephesians chapter, 25, Ephesians chapter 5. I, I would like to read it. Um, there are two scriptures there that have been... Husband, love your wife, even as Christ loved the church and gave. Well, how, many, how many men can die for their wife now? Uh, that, that, that for me is the, is the core scripture. And then the other one that supports it is the 28. Because if you read 25 and you don't read 28, you have missed it. He said, said, husband, love your wife, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. He said, so ought men to love their wives as their own body. 
Mm. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Mm. And you see, it cannot, because you see, there is no way that you want to, you want to, you want to live well without loving your wife. Hmm. And when you now go, you see, when you look at that scripture, to, uh, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, verse 28, 29, then you now go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and you now read verse 4 to 7. Hmm. It tells you what love means, hmm. not what love is not. It's what love means. It says, love suffereth long. Hmm. Love is kind. Hmm. Love does not envy. Love is not proud. Love is not puffed up. Love does not behave unseemly. It does not seek his own. Every marriage that will survive, the other person must seek the good of the other person. Hmm. You must seek the good of the other person. And, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and in a quick way, I will tell you something. I remember when we first got married and when we were coming in the, in the journey of marriage, I, my wife said, I asked my wife, I said, what do you want to be? She said, I am not built to be a housewife. She said, I cannot be a housewife. She said, I, am, I have a career to pursue. And I remember that God had taught me before she came that whoever I'm going to give to you, you will make sure the person succeed. And I told God, I said, that's my, that's a commitment. So I said, okay, look, don't worry. Let's do this quickly. I said, okay, let me quickly run through my own program while you're having children. And while we are doing that, then- Doctor without borders. Then I told myself, I said, whatever certificate I want to get is so that any day you decide that we should leave this country, I'll be able to follow you. Anywhere you are going, I will follow you. I am now your follow, follow. That's what I want to be. So I did my postgraduate, did my medicine, and I said, okay, fine. When I finished, I told her, I said, okay, now I am ready. Without borders. Just without border, <laughs> I am ready to follow you anywhere. What, how far do you want to go? I said, the farthest you want to go, I am ready to cover you. And I remember sometimes she'll be doing her exams. I will follow her to exam and, and carry the baby and be waiting under the tree. And then she will come in between exam and come and breastfeed the child and then go back and do the exam. And then every time, everything that has to do with her career, I told her, when you succeed, I succeed. When I succeed, you succeed. Because together we are doing this journey and we're going to read it. And that is why I've never been, she earns better than I do. Oh, she does. She earns better than I do. And I'm not envious about it. Because one thing I know, it is for the good of the family and it's for the destiny of our children. Today, we are who we are. And that's one of the things I need to tell men. Please, don't be, don't be intimidated by the success of your wife. And don't pull down your wife because of the future you see. Every good woman have a good man behind them. The story you hear about women that have succeeded and have not respected their husband is because they never had a good man behind them. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Thank you. We are really blessed. You are coming back home. <laughs>
2022 we are having you back. Thank you. Thank you very much. Man, listen, no, Pastor said it. If you love your wife, you love yourself. So stop hating yourself. Eh? Women, you can hear if you love your husband, you love yourself. Stop hating yourself. Thank you so much. So, sir, in the next one minute, we will just close our eyes while you just pray for us. 